Hey, this is Ian Coletti. I play Eugene Root, a.k.a. Arseface on AMC's Preacher, and you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. This is Seth Rogen, executive producer of the show Preacher on AMC, and you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Thanks, Seth Rogen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Seth Rogen was the first person from the show Preacher that we... That we had up here. That we had up here. Yeah. Got him to record that for us. But we have somebody else from Preacher. I am Who very just excited. smiled when I hit the theme song. <laughs> Normally, uh, I just stare at Jamie. Jamie stares at me. But welcome to Walkers and Talkers. I'm Dave Brody from Elmstrand in the Morning Show, and that's Jamie from Light FM. Hello. We have a guest in the studio. Uh, yes, we it's do. It's very exciting. I feel like we should Hi, call you by your real name first. Say hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Well, you go. Oh, there he is. There he is. Now, that voice is on a, on a show that we love and record all the time, Preacher. Yes. But it's not always, it doesn't always sound like that. It sounds a little more like this, I oh, guess. Oh, oh <laughs> I did it! <laughs> okay, so before you leave, we're going to get an ID of you as your regular voice and an ID as that. That's okay, awesome. good. Cool. So if you haven't figured out yet, Ian Coletti's here. He plays Arseface yep. on Preacher. Eugene Root. Eugene Root, who uh, steals the show in, in my mind. Oh. <laughs> uh, honestly, I mean, look, the, the cast on Preacher is unbelievable. Now they're yeah. starting to get, I mean, they're getting awards and nominations and like you're working with some great people. So let's go down the list of just yeah. a few of them. Dominic Cooper plays Jesse. Yeah. Awful. Awful. Terrible. <laughs> uh, he does a terrible, uh, he's, he's, I know what he's doing. He's pulling the wool over our eyes. He's another, he's another Brit another pretending Brit to be an American. I know. Not AMC, a Southern Brit. I know. It's kind of a thing. Like I'm one of the only Americans on the show pretty much at this point. They they've, are taking our jobs. Off, like, we, every American we, except we, for me. Listen, we need a wall, but like in front of England <laughs> because they're taking our jobs. Is it weird working with him where he's Jesse Custer? And all of a sudden, his accent goes back into his regular accent? Yeah, I mean, sort of. I think he, as a person, is very different than Jesse Custer, the character. He'd have to be. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he's such a great guy, and he's such a talented actor. I love love getting to work with him. I was... I was... uh, but the people have seen the show, like the second season, I had a bit less with him than I did in the first right. season because of some well, he's, circumstances. Okay, that were we, out hope of my we hope control. you're caught up. So with he us, sent you somewhere with both seasons of Preacher at this point. So he told you to go to hell, exactly. and because he has the Genesis power, I, I went to hell. You took it literally. Yeah. At some point, you went. I don't think he means that, and you shouldn't have gone. But you did. <laughs> you went to hell. Well, you co-starred with Hitler. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk more about Hitler in a minute. Dominic Cooper. Has he ever on set tried to use the Genesis power on any other co-workers? <laughs> like, has he ever just walked up to you and get me some water? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure he's tried at some point. Okay. <laughs> no, he, he's such a sweetheart, man. Like, the whole cast, like, honestly, like, and it's really not all, always this way, but, like, and maybe it is because they're all, like, British or Irish or something, but, like, they're all so sweet and nice and down to earth and, like, all are actually, I think people, like, enjoy watching the show and think it's fun because, like, we have fun making it and we're all really good friends and it's, like, it's a great, it's a great Well, it game. looks like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. It, it, every episode, it, there's car chases and, and blood, and t- mm. you are on the only show I can think of at the moment that makes The Walking Dead look like a normal show, <laughs> like a sitcom. The stuff that happens on your yeah. show is insane. Yeah, man, that's that's the cool thing about it, too. We're kind of living in this, like, golden age of TV, where, if anything, it's kind of overwhelming because there's so much television to binge mm-hmm. and watch. Like, so as an actor, to be on something that I can look at and, like, 
when we do press tours or whatever, like you're always supposed to be like, oh, th- this show is like nothing you've ever seen before, but like nine times out of ten, you've right. totally seen it before. <laughs> but like something like with Preacher, like I feel like when I say that, like I mean that totally full heartedly, like totally. It's there how there I was feel. a dead girl corpse made out of raw meat, right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't Not even explain that. that. <laughs> meat baby, I can't even explain that. All right. So if I pronounce his name wrong, correct me, please. Uh, Joseph Gilgan, mm-hmm. Cassidy. Yep. Hilarious! Oh my god, every, I love every, Cassidy. Every interview, sometimes you look, you see an actor, and you say, "Wow, he's playing a crazy man. Mm. He's really good." But you know, off the camera, he's probably somewhat normal. <laughs> he does not seem somewhat normal off off uh, the, off filming. Yeah, he's uh, he's a crazy dude, but uh, like he's <laughs> he's one of the nicest guys I know. But it, it is funny, like especially like when you're doing interviews and stuff, and he's doing it with you, like. It takes the pressure off because, like, you're never going to be the funniest, craziest person in a room. Right. When you're in a room with Joe Gilligan. He's one of the funniest dudes, like, I've ever met in my entire life. Like, I watch him being interviewed, and I think, did they create the character after seeing him in something and saying, we just have to write a vampire uh, version that's of what, him? Yeah, I mean, you know it's based on, based on obviously, this big commentary uh, from the 90s. And, like, having read that, like, I mean, he's just, like, he's the perfect casting. And, like, from some stories I've heard, like... They like he sent like in a tape, but like it was impossible to even get in contact with him because when he's not working, he lives in like a cabin in the woods somewhere and like oh doesn't God. have a cell phone, like doesn't like like, like right. whatever. That's like, crazy. But like I mean, I think it was probably one of those things that's just like he read for the part, and I just don't think there was anyone anybody else, else? That okay. could even do it because it's just he is Cassidy, like it was great. So the, I want to keep going with the cast, but you touched on the comic book. Mm. Preacher is based on a comic book, the same way The Walking Dead is based on a comic book. Yeah, but season one was a prequel, right? Mm-hmm. The whole thing, ninety eight percent of it. 99% of it was before episode one, issue one of the comics. Yeah. And then, okay, again, you have to be caught up. Spoiler. The whole town's dead. Right. Yeah. Right? All of your coworkers are dead. All of them, are, I mean, except right. for the stars, all of the people you interacted with for a year. Yeah. Your dad, all these other people, gone. That's got to be weird for an actor. Yeah, it was crazy, especially because the first, se- obviously the second season we shot in New Orleans, but the first season was in Albuquerque, which... Not to say anything bad about Albuquerque, but like, no, lovely what, place. it was great. But like, what we did mostly was like hang out with each other because, right. like, that's kind of what we right. all came from these what different places do? and make, whatever. Make yeah. meth, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we hang out. So, we, and by we, the way, that's a breaking bad reference. Yeah. I wasn't insinuating yeah. Yeah, no. that all people in Albuquerque because your make show meth. made a couple of uh, slight tributes to Breaking Bad. Yeah, well, Sam Catlin's a showrunner, which right. he was one of the writers on Breaking Bad. Right, the and, bus stop location was, totally. was right. Okay, so it wasn't like I was saying people from Albuquerque are meth heads, <laughs> not saying that at all. Heisenberg, yeah, okay. So, um, but yeah, so we, we, we did get super close out there and so it was a bummer, man. Like, cause it was, uh, I loved working with a lot of those guys, but you know, gotta go. Yeah. It's I'm in the comic and is. you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I was, I was grateful for that in, in that moment. That now, are that you someone call. that read the comics before you auditioned? Or as a child, as a younger kid, or the, I, I or would hope you, not. Yeah, I would okay. hope no one as a younger well, kid okay. would have well, read those comics. You're twenty now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So maybe um, when you got the gig, you were seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, no, yeah. I I wasn't familiar with the comics beforehand. I wasn't like a crazy like comic book guy. So did you know um, what your character was going to be when you auditioned? Well, like, were you were you uh, auditioning for a guy? Were you interviewing for uh, interviewing for Eugene? Or auditioning, or were you auditioning for Arseface? Yeah, they ca- they called him Eugene, but they like clarified like who he was in the comic okay. book. So I so I Google imaged it and was <laughs> yeah, intrigued uh, at the least. Um, yeah, and I remember like the notes for the audition that I went in on were like kind of vague, and especially I didn't know the comic book, so I was like wasn't really sure going into it. It was just like he has like 
His face is blown off, and he has like a severe, severe, severe speech impediment that he'll be subtitled, and you can't understand what he's saying. Right. So I, 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 oh, and he drools all over himself. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, so I, I'm like, but I, I'm like, a, I love like character work. So this was like right. my, I actually, my mom had seen it first, and she called me. She's like, "There's a, there's a character that's like perfect for you." And I like look it up and read that, and I'm like, "Okay, thanks." <laughs> uh, but, but I was like, I was super excited at the idea of doing something like this. So I sent him kind of this crazy tape, and it's like I still have it. It was the most ridiculous thing. Like I'm just spitting all over myself <laughs> and doing this crazy voice which eventually kind of like evolved into the voice that I do right. the character now. And and yeah, I think the guys thought that it was like the right thing and it was the rest of right. history. Was cool. Now you wear this uh, prosthetic. Is mm-hmm. it a prosthetic thing on your face? You said in an interview, uh, I think it's on the AMC website, where most people don't recognize you in public mm. because you most of the time, especially in season one, you're always yeah. ours face. Yeah, yeah, season yeah. two, you got to be Ian, you know, mm. to be Eugene more yeah. when you're macking with uh, Tracy Loesch. <laughs> yeah. Over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Uh, we spotted you in a crowd. I saw you across the room. It was people were mugging the impractical jokers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm looking. I went, "Hey, that's Ian Clay." <laughs> and, and I and I uh, I didn't want to yell arse face across the room. <laughs> and I said to Jamie, "Go look over there." And she's, "Oh my God, nobody <laughs> recognized you." And that's not for lack of people watching Preacher. It just yeah, 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 yeah. You're not rec- You know who else was at that party? Mm. In the room. I don't know if you saw him. Uh, David Mazuz. Mazuz. Okay. The kid who plays Bruce Wayne in Gotham. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. He was like 30 feet away from you, so I thought, they must know each other. <laughs> they, they're about the same age. They That's must what, like go yeah, to the same no, meetings. I've, I've actually, I've never, I haven't met him in person. He lives in uh, in New York, okay, so cool, I don't know yeah. if, in, so you didn't meet him in that party. No, 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 I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, no, I didn't catch him. I'm well, sure we're like always in the same circle. Well, I, I, I took pictures know. with you and I took pictures with him. I awesome. could probably Photoshop where it looks like we're all together. <laughs> Perfect. We're all together. So, have you ever been like, I don't know if you, someone, uh, you meet someone in a bar, you're trying to right. pick up or meet or whatever, <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, I'm in a TV, very popular TV show. I play a guy with an ass face. Like, is that a good pickup line? Uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think the ba- like, I, I try to stay away from that because, like, I, I, I don't know. I think, if, honestly, it's the nice part about kind of, like, looking so different that, like, right. I can choose, like, when I say sure. that and when I don't, like, not, like, it's out of my control. But I feel like you should, like, no, no, not because of the way I normally look. No, no, I, they, they put stuff on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, didn't yeah. look at me and go, you're an ass face and you're going to be, no, 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 no. Yeah, people, people are always really, like, blown away by the special effects. Which is I how mean, long true, does it take crazy. to put that on you every time? It takes like two and a half hours usually. Wow, every yeah. time, yeah. And it's just uh, like, isn't it like formed to your face? Don't it's because to us it looks like they just put a little paste on and you're done. Oh, dear, what's taking dear so God, long? God, that is that is not what happens. <laughs> I wish that is what happened. So there's a <laughs> mass piece. There's a, there's a centerpiece, right? Like a plastic thing or a, yes. a rubber? Is it rubber? Um, no, it's like made of like a foam material. Um, yeah, it's basically this prosthetic. Every one is a one-time use. Like once we use it, we throw it out. Really? And they, and oh they make it again. wow! So is there, is, there, is there a bite plate that you're holding on to? No, it's it's literally they take this special glue type stuff and they literally take this foam thing and it feels like maple syrup and they rub it all over my face and then they glue <laughs> this thing to my face and around my lips and then it's on there for like, you know. 12, 15, <gasps> 20 hours or whatever no. that we're working and it's crazy. The, the hardest thing being like because it's such a tiny little like you know asshole mouth like I, I, I can't I can't like, uh, like can you take a nap I, in it oh not not really no and I can't, and I, can't no. I can't like eat is the biggest thing when I'm wearing a lot of straws, oh my so god I'm like, you can't eat for like 20 hours yeah there have been times when I've done that which is which you is get like super hangry oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> sh- I just like sit in my trailer and stare <laughs> oh at a wall and not like yeah at somebody because I'm like dying so is, a, is it basically a straw is your best friend uh, yeah yeah no pretty, oh. pretty much now, um, have you ever blended food Milkshakes. Like people have their mouths wired shut, they blend their food and they right, drink it. Right, right, yeah. They're always making me some sort of smoothie 
concoction something. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of gross because it cover it goes all the way up and covers my nose too. But it's like glued uh. on there, so if you sneeze, it's like oh no, game over. <laughs> no. I'll blow my nose in fifteen hours. <laughs> no. Now, have you ever done the whole makeup thing and then like after a half hour they go, you know what, weather's wrong, that's a wrap, and you're just done and you wasted your time. Yeah. yeah Let, let's not talk about it. No, no, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, that's just the nature of TV and weather, and you can't control it. Right. And sometimes that stuff happens, but that's just kind of, you know, is what it is. It's the name of the game. It's I don't know if it's worse working a crazy long hour or like, oh, we need to pick up like one line that we missed. So you need to come in and just like get this one one shot. Like, can't like, you just do it from the back of my yeah, head? Yeah, I seriously yeah. spent three hours in makeup and, and yeah. I'm in front of a camera for like 15 minutes. Well, <laughs> I mean, your mouth moves a little bit, but couldn't they just voice over it? Like, couldn't they use a footage of you in the same spot? Yeah, yeah. And just have, like, you know, but, you know, not... Hypothetically, it's, it's tough, because I have to go in ADR sometimes, like, re-record certain lines, you know, that sure. whatever didn't come through, um, like, on when we were doing it on the day. Um, but the tricky thing is, like, I do this voice for the character, but, like, also the prosthetic covers my mouth, so, like, it's kind of a half-and-half half type thing where I'm doing that voice, but also... There's the mask, which muffles it even more. Okay. So, like, going in and ADRing it then without the mask on mm. sometimes, like, sounds a little bit different. So, I hate having to do that. But when we do, like, I think we just try to keep it as, like, minimal as possible. Like, originally when we'd done the pilot, I'd gone in and I ADR'd, I redid the whole performance okay. after. But I don't even think they ended up using it because it just sounded kind of weird. And, like, and I was thankful because I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I don't want to ha- literally anything I do will be a waste because right. I have to go in and revoice over it, like, three months later when oh. I've totally, like, moved on or whatever. But, um, but yeah, we don't do that now. And so I just All use, right. well, a line Up until there. right now, well, today, I thought that mask was contorting your mouth so much that it forced you to speak that way. Like yeah. when, you, when the de- dentist is putting x-rays and you right. put a thing, like, how does it feel? Oh, good, it's good. Right, 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 right. But you did it just now without the prosthetic. So, yeah, yeah, So yeah, that yeah. thing's not really impeding you. You're impeding yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the only thing that it really does is just like muffles it a tiny bit like my hands in front of my right. mouth or something. But for the, but like the actual voice, like the slurring and stuff, that's... So that's, was yeah. the audition process more you as an actor and then once they hired you, they said, could you do this voice? Or did they say... Here's, did someone do a voice and say, Imi- imitate me? How did that come about? No, I just, I read the comics and yeah, I heard this weird voice in my head and I worked on it and I was just like, well, I'm just going to go for it. But was I, that in the audition? Yeah, 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 no, I just, I went for it. I had taped myself for the first audition. Okay. Because um, I think they were only seeing in LA at the time or, and I was in New York or whatever. So right. I, so I taped it um, and uh, yeah, no, I sent the tape in and, and then I got back some notes with some little things things to change about it or about the scene or whatever and went back and forth and then um yeah then my my sister is an actress as well and she was had to fly to LA to screen test for some other show on like ABC or something and uh I was like well she she's younger than me so she needs someone to go out with her I was like well I'll go out with her if we can see like would the guys like be willing to meet with me ever they see if I'm in LA or whatever and I then I went to Sony and, and Seth was there and and Sam and and Evan and some of the other guys, and and I, uh, yeah. Then I read I read the scenes with them and stuff, and it was really funny actually, because like Preacher's really weird tonally, where it's like really dark and like fucked up. Some I don't know, sorry, like screwed no, up. You some can curse. Okay. You look. You can go on national television and say shithole now. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously, right? Um, but I yeah. So it's really dark, but then sometimes it's really funny, and it's like weird to like find where you fit in that. So I came in there, and it's like it's the scene from the pilot where he's telling Jesse like. I think God has abandoned me. And he's like so deeply religious that like it really moves him from mm-hmm. my perspective. So I come in there and I'm, I'm doing this voice when I'm crying and I'm doing this whole thing or whatever. And like Seth's like, oh man, that was really, really great. Um, but like try it again. Like 
was making like really funny. <laughs> like oh I'm my like, God. Uh, uh, okay, but I like just whatever in the moment, like did the whole thing, and as like you know, he'd kind of give some directions, some ideas, and I just did the whole thing where I kind of threw it away, and it was like he's talking about like how God has abandoned him, but like yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, make it... stuff happens. When yeah, that's kind yeah. of Eugene is that he's so like these horrible things happen, but he's still like. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> like, whatever. And it was really funny, and they really liked it. And, like, I think at that point, they just kind of knew that, like, I think they were kind of, like, confident in was maybe what I could do. Was it intimidating, like, going right in front of Seth Rogen and doing that in front of him? Yeah, definitely at first. But, like, he's, honestly, him and Evan, like, they're, like, and I, like, genuinely mean this, like, like the sweetest guys, like, and mm. are totally down to earth. And, like, don't get nearly enough credit. Like, they're, like, really great directors. Like, and yeah. I mean, like, like, like. The way, like, because Preacher's so weird that it shifts around tonally so frequently, and it's, like, the whole thing about Preacher the comic is it, like, shifts genres like yeah. that, like, where it's, all of a sudden it's a cowboy thing, and then it's, like, this weird, like, thing, Groundhog yeah. Day, and then right. it's, like, then it's, a, like, yeah, then it's, like, bad at whatever, like, right. it jumps around, like, and they really, like, as directors, I thought, like, I was really, like, because I wasn't sure when, like, these directors that are, like, famous actors are coming, like, you yeah. know, like, whatever, but, like, really skilled directors and really, like, steered that shit really well and handled like, but you're the right though sometimes tone. it's so dark and then you're laughing out loud yeah well know, it's like it sometimes it's like you read the, on, on the page and you're sure like oh this is supposed to be awful <laughs> like, <laughs> and then we get there and it's like oh we're gonna play this for laughs or then there's something you play for laughs and it's a moment where you really are supposed to mm-hmm. ground the character but that's fun for me as an actor yeah. like it's kind of like um, you know, you really just kind of have to take your time with it but that's where it's super collaborative and having people like help kind of guide yeah. guide where the it's going because like after watching the first season, I remember doing it and being like, like, what is this show? Right. Like really? But like watching back, I'm like, oh man, this really makes sense. Like there's a real unique right. tone to the show and I think it's really cool and different. Season one, you didn't have a guideline of the comic. Like you couldn't follow along right. panel for panel, a story, yeah. you didn't know where it was going. Mm-hmm. And we watched it, I, I, when we first started watching it, the reason we got hooked is that we were doing The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead and we're like, well, what's on AMC? Oh, cool, it's, yeah. Cause it's the exact time, there's no fear and no The Walking Dead and that we, came on. And, of course, right. Preacher fits right in because it's the same network. Yeah. So I saw that they kept running the commercials during The Walking Dead, and we're going, this is badass looking. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, like it's based on a comics. I looked into the comic, and then I saw the first scene. It was Seth Rogen. I'm like, well, I love Seth Rogen. So, how you know, it's going right. to be, yeah. but it's going to be, a, is it supposed to be funny? Is it a horror show? And yeah. then they showed the car chase and that awesome <laughs> Chevelle. Like, yeah. What is this show? Yeah. We, we did on the, we tried on, on the podcast. We're like, what is this show? Yeah. yeah. We could not figure it out. We kept watching every commercial. But we going, loved it. <laughs> what, what? What is it? Yeah. Uh, we have to watch it. And then we, once we watch the first episode, like that's it. We we kind of break out the show and we, we call this preacher feature. Yeah. So we break cool. whenever break we, it we down. Do, <laughs> so it's like a sub podcast of the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Yep. And it's insane. But I'm thinking, Seth Rogen, you do a laugh. I'm assuming, right? Because the rumor is everyone does his laugh who works with him. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, do, I, I, you, I couldn't do it justice. I, but you I can't. Do, but, but you, but you, but you it have real. done it. it is, you it have is. done it. You know you've done it. You've either told a story where you recreated it in the story, where you and your coworkers were trying to see who does the best Rogan laugh. So give me your Rogan laugh. Dude, I can't. Come I on. can't. Come I on. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, oh, you know. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it, man. But it's funny, man. It's it's a, it's the real thing. Like it's. And you've made him laugh that way? Oh no! <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know if he likes it or if he like hates hearing that. Like, but I'm, I think it's kind of cool. Like that. Like 
You have such like a identifiable laugh. Like I don't know. I think it's it, it, listen. It's his shtick. It's yeah. it's it's yeah, like, it, that and his movies and the marijuana thing. That that's a punchline with him. Yeah. But the la- everyone makes fun of his laugh or imitates him. And, and yeah. There are some people that work really hard on getting it down. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I think I think it's hilarious. I think it's awesome. Jay, I think James Franco did it on uh, Kimmel a few weeks ago, okay. and he nailed it. That's so funny. He nailed it. Have you seen uh, the new movie, the Seth Rogen movie, Disaster Artist? I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. I loved it. I, I, this is another one of those movies where it's sort of like Preacher, where you go, "What is this movie?" Right. What is this movie, Mark? You mm. know, and you start like the the character in the movie, mm. Tommy w- yeah. was oh. First he's weird, but then you feel sad for him, yeah. like Eugene. Right, 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 right. right. And then you it's find, misfits, yeah. Right. Then you find yourself doing impressions of him. I did. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. hi, Mark. <laughs> it's so weird. And I, the whole time I was watching the movie, I don't know if you had this this thought too. Did you watch it with Seth? Like were you in the theater with Seth? No, no. Okay. No, no. I was watching it. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I like this or not. I right. don't know where it's going. Mm. It's weird. He's annoying. But then, like by the halfway point, I loved it, yeah. and I couldn't figure out why. But it's endearing, and then the Franco brothers—they mm. look normally look identical, right? Like David looks right, brother David, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Looks just like James, same smile, same mouth. Yeah. But in the movie, James is wearing prosthetics and mm-hmm. makeup and hair, and they're in the car together, and you don't—you're not looking at them as brothers anymore. Right. Like he sort of got lost in in the yeah. in the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. loved it. Yeah, and he definitely had all kinds of prosthetics, too. So the whole time I'm watching that, I'm like thinking, oh, my God, this man is in every yeah. scene and in the makeup chair for two hours probably before starting yeah. this. Yeah, you, you you look at it from your view going, that's got to suck. Yeah. Plus, he directed the movie as the Tommy character. Yeah, I've heard that. That's, in the voice. Crazy. in the, like Because wow. as as, Tommy directs the movie, he directs the character of Tommy directing the movie uh, totally in character. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's nuts. Could you direct an episode of Preacher in the mask? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need a close-up. Please, if you do that again. That's uh, hilarious. That's my ass face. <laughs> that's perfect. I like it. Uh, okay, so talking about the cast, continuing, uh, Ruth Nega is just amazing. I love her, yeah. Um, Graham McTavish, mm. Saint of Killers. Yes. He's a frightening dude. Yeah, he's he's a gentleman. It's so funny. Like he's yeah, another like, one. You see him interview, and he's like, really nice. Yeah, he he's, no hair he's like the most life. put together of any of us. He right. like puts us to shame when we do interviews because we're just like all over the place. And, and he's like gives these really eloquent like answers about the backstory right. of his character, and we're just like fucking around. Now I it's need awful. I need to believe that just like uh, Joseph uh, Gilgan is Cassidy off the air, he's a little crazy. Yeah. I need to believe that Pip Torrens is insane. When the cameras are not rolling, <laughs> dude, I'm really, he's a really hair, hair star. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's a really nice dude. Like it's these British guys that are all like, I don't know, man. They're just like super nice and chill and like really put together. And I'm like, oh man, I feel so American around yeah. all these people. <laughs> do you do you watch the dailies? Do you see or do you wait till the episodes are done and then go back and watch scenes that you're not involved with? Um, yeah, I don't watch the dailies. I I um, yeah, usually I I try to watch it. Afterwards. The reason I'm asking is Hair Star. Mm. We didn't know what to think as it was playing out. Mm. Dude, how great is that first scene when they first introduce him? Uh, which one? Oh, the, uh, the uh, one, in the jungle? Uh, when the kids wearing the championship uh, of Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl shirt? Uh, no, no, the one, the one, or the which not, was a brilliant little thing that they put in. <laughs> his his little backstory when he's like in the training thing. Oh right, right dude, and he, he that scene, oh that God. is one of my favorite things that the show has ever done. They unveiled that scene at, at Comic Con, and that was the first place that I'd seen so it. So funny, and dude, he he kills it, man. He's like another one, like. It, it, the casting of him is like, oh, dude, he, he's so Brilliant. great as it, and he's so funny, like, he kills it. The scene where he orders prostitutes, 
And then oh, he, he, he says he was thinking about a rape scenario, so you figure he wants to rape a female. <laughs> right, right, right. Not not condoning that at all. Right. But then they turn the tables and rape him. Right. But then he gets upset about it, but then he's not upset about it. And I'm thinking, was it really his intention the whole time? Or is he so sick he wasn't his intention, but he went along with it and enjoyed it? Right. They never really say. Well, He didn't look upset by it. Right. It was kind of- I, I, I think part of that is also of like what AMC will allow. I don't right. know, have you read uh, the comics or uh, seen parts of it? or Well, anyway, no. that's that's in the comic. Okay. There's a whole bit uh, about that. Okay. Um, in the comic, it's played um, for like... Yeah, he wants that, but then the guy Hoover, who's just like kind of like an idiot or whatever, screws right. up, gets the, gets the wrong person. Okay, and then he ends up like whatever, getting getting raped, and it's like so. In but the then comics, he, he wanted in, a woman. But, uh, I believe so. Okay. It's been a while since I read it, but right. then I believe then after that he freaks out because he think he like thinks that has turned him gay, right. basically, right. Um, which you know is like an awful thing <laughs> like that yeah. like that's just not even accurate or true or right. good or anything it's terrible but that's but, how it works yeah uh, yeah not no. how it works at all <laughs> um but i mean that's just preach of the comic it kind of doesn't shy away from being like doing just horrible yeah, awful horrible things, things. Okay. um but so yeah so in the show though i think you know i guess they leave it kind of to the viewer to think but i think it's played a little bit more like you know Maybe, maybe I think maybe that is what, yeah. he, what he wanted. But either way, he's he's yeah. effed up. Yeah, either exactly. way, like, did he want that or did he not want? It? And he went along with it and enjoyed it, even though he didn't want it. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, great. yeah, yeah. I I feel like in the show, maybe I think maybe he did want it, but <laughs> but I but I don't know for sure. Okay, like, and I think they so kind of leave either. it okay. to to let the audience kind of kind of figure that out. All right, fair enough. Um, some of the shows you've been on previously, I mm. wanted to ask you about. Okay, you were on Blues Clues. <laughs> Right? I did not know that. Unless your IMDb page is no, lying. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Long it said, time ago, it said yeah. Steve's friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve's little helper. Um, that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was. I've been really little. Yeah, no, I've been acting since I was like four years old. So I did all kinds of commercials when I was young. So you led the way. You said your sister's stuff. younger than you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. how young was your sister? If you started, you were four. Uh, you were 14. So you were six ish? Yeah. Five, yeah, six, yeah. Like, based on the year. Four or five, yeah. Right, okay. So then you did well. Didn't the. Didn't mm. ruin your life, <laughs> and they said, "Okay, your sister's gonna go in." What's your sister's name? Uh, Zoe. Zoe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Same last name, I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, how long before she went into it, and did you? Were you like, "Yay, my sister's doing it"? Were you like, "Ooh, I want to do it myself"? <laughs> no, I thought it was great, man. Like, she's, she. I mean, I, at the beginning, it was just we we did like commercials together, a lot of stuff. Like oh, did that, you? And and um, I mean, because she was just like adorable. <laughs> um, but but she's now she's 16, and and she's. She's a crazy actress. I mean, she's great. Like, she's really talented, and she still does it. And uh, yeah, man, I, I have a great time. I work with her on all of her stuff. All right. So, if there was a 16 year old girl on Preacher season three, would you tap someone on the shoulder and say, "I got somebody"? I, I mean, I would. Yeah, I think she's great, and I think she could totally handle it. So, if that were to ever happen, and okay. It would work, you know, because maybe know. a 16 year old girl shouldn't see some of the stuff that goes on. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, no. I, dude, she, she loves it. She loves the show. She, she watches it, and it's funny. Good. So you are on hiatus. It looks like the show you're going to film it uh, yeah. late summer. Is that what the target is for season three? Yeah, I, I think so. I think I don't think I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's an official date yet. Okay, that, so, that I know of, but it, yeah, it'll be summer. So that probably will put us fear the Walking Dead ends, and then there's maybe a little bit of break. I don't know when Into the Badlands comes back, which we don't talk about that show on the yeah, show. Yeah, we boycott that. We boycott any, any show. particular reason. Yeah, or? yeah. So F, every all listeners know F you hashtag F you into the Badlands. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the reason for that is not that it's a bad show. It's that Preacher was advertised during The Walking Dead. Okay, but it didn't inter- it didn't interfere with us. Didn't affect the world of The Walking Dead. Right. Into the Badlands, when it premiered, they made us watch ten minutes of it, 
to see a scene of The Walking Dead. So they, I mean, you could DVR it and just wait till later, see it on YouTube. Right. And right. and but they also every time they keep bringing it back, they put it at ten o'clock. And they push back Talking Dead, which we want to watch, uh, and it ruins your whole night. And I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, right, and this right, is right, a right, Sunday right, night. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I saw so it, it felt like they were shoving it down our yeah. throat. Like you have to watch it. Right. Right. And right, like right, right. It, it, if it's good, I'll watch sneaky, it. Sneaky, 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 sneaky. So it became so annoying. They kept doing it. We're like, you know what? <laughs> F you into the Badlands. I'm not watching it. <laughs> So that's our hashtag. Not watch it. I don't like shows that force me to watch them. So Preacher was cool about it. Advertise it. It looks great. Don't yeah. shove it down my throat. Right. And it's a Monday night. And I was intrigued. Right. It was Monday. We Perfect. Yep. F you into the Badlands. It's your network. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> you just, you, I you, love AMC. I AMC's great. They, they really actually I'll are. tell you, AMC, AMC very kind to us. They yes. Fl- yeah. They flew us out to LA for the season premiere of The Walking Dead. Okay, cool. And we got to yeah. go on the red carpet, meet the cast. Yeah, interview we them. We have nothing. They gave me a Negan bat. Nothing yeah. but love for them. Yeah, man. They're, they're, I, I'm, and I'm sad totally genuinely. Like, they're one of the greatest networks I've now, ever got. Now, do you guys have for. giant AMC parties where you and, and the Breaking Bad cast and Better Call Saul and The Walking Dead, you guys all hang out? That's what we want to believe. Um. Oh, my God. A, a Comic-Con yes. and stuff. Yeah, all, all the AMC shows that are Comic Con, they'll have a big dinner and party and stuff, and yeah, it's a good time. We can go, right? As your guest. Oh, there. Yeah, can I be your plus one? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all, right. all right. Now, do you do a lot of those conventions? Because we went to Walker Stalker here in New Jersey, and mm. no one from your show was there. Yeah, no, I haven't done a lot of them other than the stuff that I've like done for the show, like the the main one, like the big Comic Con right. or whatever. Um, yeah, I think it'd be fun to do. I just it was, it was in Jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I think, uh, I know, I think Dominic's done a couple of them. Uh, Joe is off, I think, living in a, the woods. In the woods, in somewhere. So. In the woods, yeah. Um, and you know, Ruth is, you know, dominating the world somewhere. So. Yeah. So I don't know. Season two ended September 11th. Was the last episode, right? You must have finished filming sometime last summer. Yeah, I think we wrapped in like June. June. So you've been wow. off for six, seven months now. Mm, what, yes. are you, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, well, I'm a musician too, so I've been playing a lot of music. Um, nice segue, by the way. <laughs> nice. We're going to talk about your music in a minute. Uh, uh, um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, uh, you know how it is when you're on a show sometimes, it's like tough to like fit things in between. But um, So I've been taking the time mostly just to yeah work on music and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did an independent film called Mohawk that I think is premiering at a festival in, somewhere. Nice. You know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just like All hanging right. out, enjoying the time off before uh, gearing up for season All right. three. Now, th- I think weeks. the news of the renewal came out in October. Yeah. So you film in June. The right. show ends in September. That gives you at least a month where you don't know what's going on. Right. So were you filming season two, like not knowing, is this, like, are we going to wrap and I'm not going to see these people again? Or were you fairly confident this show's awesome, we're going to be fine? Um, Yeah, it was weird. I've Like, everyone on that would know seemed to be very confident that it was going to come back, which sort of put me at ease. But, like, obviously, like, you know, I tend to be a bit of a nihilist having, like, yeah. <laughs> been raised in this, biz- in this business, basically. So I'm the type of person to kind of believe it when I see it type okay. thing. So it was like a... It was a cautious optimism, basis, I would say. So, um, but yeah, so I was, I was thrilled when I got picked up because it's a, it's a fun job, man, and, and I love the people I'm working with. And good. Well, you've had six, seven months to eat solid food, so that's good. Dude, for real, man. <laughs> and, and you'll know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, I had a in the second season when I it was like the big pull up scene or whatever in hell. Like they do the kind of the Cape Fear yeah, nod yeah, yeah. to that when I'm in the, ho- the in the prison thing, and I've like. 
gotten like quote unquote jacked or whatever, yeah. like whatever. But they had me working with a trainer for like two months and eating healthy, like in New Orleans wow. where everything is fried. So it was oh a bit of a challenge. God. But like the minute we wrapped, I was like, screw this, man. Like everything fried for like well, a I, month. I think the review of, of that episode on our podcast. We said something like, "Get a load of Arth's face. He's jacked." <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. So you're, you know, you're, you're, you, you, Eugene. You know this nerdy kid, right? Yeah. And you're pumped up, and you're running shit for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your your co-star's Hitler. <laughs> and yeah, yet, played he, by Noah Taylor, who's awesome. Awesome. You found a way. Your character, the way you played off the script, obviously, but the interaction between you and Hitler, you were obviously sympathetic. He felt bad for you, but you made. I hate to say this. I'm Jewish. My audience knows that. <laughs> You, you, I'm going to say almost, yeah, you almost you made Hitler sympathetic. <laughs> like you almost, it, it I couldn't, did. I couldn't, but I wanted to. Right. So right, I kind of right. was like, okay, the actor, I get it. It's a character. But you felt I, like. Dude, I, I was, when we were at Comic-Con, we were staying at this hotel and there was like a big balcony. Um, and we were walking downstairs and uh, it was me and Joe and Dom and we were walking back and there was some guy up there. He's like. He's like, dude, Arch face. I mean, I, I love Hitler, man. <laughs> I was like, bro, like yeah. you need to watch what you're saying now. Yeah. Like, that Run. context is everything, man. Yeah, oh, run. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, yeah. I mean, people uh, like at the end of the day, it's just a, it's a silly show, and I don't think it's oh, meant I, to be no, taken no, literally. No, no, I, no yeah. nobody. I, well, I think there might be some people in the world who take it seriously. But it's well, isn't just... the funny thing though that wasn't even the most offensive thing that was done this season. No. That wasn't even the thing that people were mad about. No, <laughs> like, well, God dressed as a dog probably. God was dressed up there. as a dog. Jesus in a sex scene. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Jesus sex. Yeah, 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 the yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. sex scene. That people people oh, weren't happy yeah. about that. Fox News did a whole big thing on it. Oh, yeah, okay. Which I was like, do you people not <laughs> understand like the whole phrase like no press is bad press? Like, yeah, no. I was like, you're kind of like that's like kind of actually like I feel like exactly what like they <laughs> oh want God. sort of like they like protest the show so more people are talking about it. And yeah, like, watch absolutely. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was I, that threw me because there was something was because it, it, it made him look kind of kinky too. Well, mm. you saw other like shadows on the wall like. Doing it from behind us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, what did we say? Like Jesus got the first head in, right? (laughs) Right. I think that's what the shadow. There was oral sex Uh, in the shadow. Something was going on. Something was going on. So yeah, there was. I guess you go on a list of what was offensive in in season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But got to top it in season three. I know. Good luck. I'm glad that's not my job. (laughs) I come and say the words. Now, season two, if I remember correctly, ended with God coming out of the bathroom. Or we think we don't know. You, if you can't yeah. say. You can't say. Mm-hmm. It looked like lots of beers, cigarettes. The dog costume was hung up, right, and right, God right. was hanging out in the hotel. Yeah. The door opens as a light. We believe that if I'm trying Didn't to remember, we hear him peeing. Yeah, we heard. Yeah, we heard <laughs> the image of, that they're trying to make us believe is God. Right. Peed. Yeah. Yep. That's all I'm going to ask you to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the way, an episode. You do you watch The Walking Dead at all? Um, I watched like the early seasons. I haven't been watching the past couple seasons, okay. but so I know a bit about it, but I don't really. No, a ton like right now what's happening okay only because i i i um i told a member of the cast in an interview to suck my nuts <laughs> but i won't do that here okay it was only a, because he said it on the show he said <laughs> on the, the show he, did. he said do you watch do you know what i'm talking about your friend dakota hi dakota um <laughs> there's a character on the show that says it in right. a really impactful scene yeah and then he was late to our to the phoner interview okay and i said you know what? i'm a little pissed at you He's like, because I was late. Oh, I was like, oh that's uh, a- a- Abraham. Abraham. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I've heard that. Yeah. Line. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I told him to suck my nuts. I'm gonna do that. And he's like, all right, let's get this over with. So he played along with it. He's like, fine, that's, let that's him, awesome. let him out. Yeah. Let yeah. Him yeah. So funny. anyway, uh, you mentioned that you're a singer. Yeah. Right. You. Uh, what instruments do you play? 
Uh, I'm assuming guitar. Uh, yeah, and no, I play a lot of. I play. Uh, yeah, a guitar is like my main instrument. Play drums, a bit of piano, a little bit of everything. Okay. Guitars, guitars, my main. So instrument. on what I'm about to play, you have two singles out now at the, yeah. at the moment. Where would people hear these? Um, iTunes, Spotify. Title, Amazon, the whole. They search whole for gamut, face, not going to find it. They got to search for <laughs> Ian Coletti. Yeah, I might dig a little deeper. Probably. All right, and of Ian course, Coletti. on uh, social media, you're at Ian Coletti. Yep, Instagram, Twitter. You got that. Thing. I'm at David underscore Brody because I didn't get there fast enough. Uh, so you don't have an underscore. No, that's it's a sign of shame. <laughs> There's really. nothing wrong with your underscore. I'll tell you why there's something wrong with my underscore. You mentioned Fox News, all right? Mm. Not going to get political, but it's a story. Okay. So the guy who has at David Brody doesn't oh, yes. u- doesn't yeah. use it. Oh. But. He because ha- he has a TV show on uh, CBN, which is the Christian Broadcasting Network. He is a evangelical Christian newsman, very religious, mm. and he's a regular on Fox News. Yeah, and and from uh, I would say for the past 10, 12 years since I'm sort of sort of in the media, we've been confused in emails. Right, but as social media has kind of rolled around. Back in 09 when I got on Twitter and I saw he had the account, once in a while someone would tweet me and be like, oh, loved you on whatever. And I would go, nope, not me. Here's the guy you want. <laughs> right. Right, the real Dave Brody. Well, in the past few years, he's become like a regular contributor to Fox News. Yeah. And you know they have a very specific audience. Right. And he's become very, very friendly with the president, President mm-hmm. Trump. Okay. Trump's done some uh, one-on-one interviews with him. Gotcha. Uh, at press conferences, he's called at him first. I have the audio of him saying, uh, David Brody, because that's me. <laughs> I have the audio. It's great. <laughs> And so he's more in the spotlight. Gotcha. And when he's on Fox News, people love him, no problem. But when he goes on CNN or MSNBC, where he's not really at home, mm. and the audience is probably more liberal than might not agree with his his angles on things, right? I get the worst hate tweets. <laughs> oh, God. And so so he was they on- They underscore you? They found it? Because well, I'm verified on Twitter, as, as you are. And when you search for David Brody, the first one you see- because I have the most followers. Is you. Because he doesn't use his David Brody. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh and, and I, and I, and I have a cartoon awesome. as me on, the, on a microphone. I don't have my actual picture. Not that people look. It's a little thumbnail. Yeah, you can't really. You can't even see it So anyway. they just see, oh, famous David Brody. Not that I'm famous. Verified. But they go, famous, no, verified. Right. Yep, and they go, go, that's the motherfucker. <laughs> and so I, it, was, it was so brutal this past weekend. <laughs> oh, invoking, invoking the name of Jesus and immigrants and all these things. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not that guy. Right, 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 right. I'm the exact opposite of that guy. <laughs> right. Like, he's Christian conservative. I'm a Jew from New York. You figure it out. Right. <laughs> and and if, if you like what he has to say, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But, but if you're mad at him, Don't I'm not that guy. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no underscore in Ian Coletti. I went a long way for that, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I got, That's hilarious. So the underscore carries a lot of weight yeah, with it. A lot, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot, of, lot of problems. All right. On the songs we're about to hear, you just play guitar. You also play in drums. Did you produce it yourself? Yeah, um, yeah, I play several of the instruments. I had friends come in for okay. that are better at certain instruments than okay. I am, and I, I use them to, to play for me. And uh, Yeah, but all the songs I wrote myself and, and recorded. Yeah. All right. Now, I referenced your friend Dakota, who's sitting here watching the interview. Hi again, yes. Dakota. Hi, Dakota. He's really good uh, being here. He's not making any noise. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, is Dakota a musician? Are you a musician? Nope. You're so, that's not true. Everyone's somebody. <laughs> Come on, man. Your name's Dakota. You, you're going to be famous. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. All right. So there's two songs here. Let's start with, uh, how about we play uh, Love While You're uh, while we're Love Young. Love While We're Young. Love yep. While You're Young. Oh, you know the, you know the title of it. I that's know. Great. Crazy. Right? So we'll, we'll play a clip of this and give you a little taste. Cool. I don't want to give up. I don't want you to fade away. Because I've left you too long to make go. bit there cool. all right so what are we saying yeah. about there uh well the song's called love while we're young and uh yeah basically it was kind of written um if you hear the whole song it's kind of about this kind of 
uh, a letter to someone who I feel like, like asking, like just, you know, sometimes I feel like the craziness of life and whatever, like it can be hard to just kind of like go with the flow and, mm-hmm. and be young and, and just like enjoy the kind of roller coaster that life mm-hmm. can be. And, and kind of the song, I guess, is, is a kind of a letter to someone who I am just hoping can just be able to do that and not get so caught up in what other people think and, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Here we go. Let's uh, now this one. This one. This is my favorite. Oh, thank you. I, I'm not. That doesn't mean I don't love love while we're young. <laughs> but this one. This one really hit me. Oh, thank this you. This is. Uh, this girl's been changing. changing. Yeah. Here we go. Hey, this is Seth Rogen. Nope, that's <laughs> Seth Rogen. Oh, you're trying to look Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, let's hear Ian's impression of Seth Rogen. Hey, this is Seth Rogen. Wow, that's wow, nice. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I, love I think that. it's clear why I like that. <laughs> you're listening to the podcast. You're like, oh, I totally get why Brody likes that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if the album came out, which one would you make the first single? Oh man, um, do you have a favorite? It's tough, man. Uh, I think I think maybe this girl's been changing, but that's also a newer release and like a newer song that I've written in general. Okay. So so I kind of feel like basically I found as a musician like eventually you will hate everything you've ever written if you play it enough times. Yeah. And, and both those songs mean a lot to me and they meant a lot to me in different times when I wrote Any them. Any artists that you kind of follow that influence you when you're writing? Oh, man. That are your favorite? Um, It's crazy. I, I just love music, so I'm I'm influenced by kind of all people across all genres. Um, one of my favorite bands is The National. Um, I, I like guys like ever like like you know, James Bay and James Arthur, guys like that. Yeah. Uh, I kind of feel though it. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Now, was there someone in mind when you wrote those songs, and will they know it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's also, you know, I, I tend to, like, pull things from my real life, but also, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a story, and it's a song. All right, because I'm looking and, love while we're young, and yeah. this girl's been changing. Yeah. So I feel like we should we should love, but you're changing. We can't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the, if they, you listen to the song, the, end, the last line of the song is, oh, maybe I've been changing, too, and, and that's kind of the point of the song is, oh, well, people change, but... You also change, and, but, did but you maybe change that's in, not a bad thing. Did you change in thing. two different directions, or did you both change along parallel lines? Well, I think that's... I need a happy ending. Ian. I know. I mean, I think that's the question. Maybe it can be. It can be both. Maybe, and and just because someone's changing, it's not a bad thing. Or a open good to thing, interpretation. You know? Yeah, yeah. Much like the uh, rape scene in season two. <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like that. Like that. So as you <laughs> hear these, as that. you hear these songs, think of. No, don't Hairstar- ruin no, it. Don't. Think of Hairstar's rape scene. No, 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 no. More pleasant uh, experiences hearing this song with it by the fireplace, look wine. Exactly. I see what you're saying. All right, so speaking of happy endings, because there won't be, um, what kind of vibe should we expect for season three of Preacher? Oh, man, dude. Um, like, well, how much do you know? He may not know I, yet. I, I, I don't know. want any details, but how many scripts do you have? Like, how far ahead do you know? Uh, I, I know literally nothing. Like, So okay. I can't even really give you anything. I know, basically, if you've read the comic, You'll see where Jesse headed in the like in the last shot okay. of the season, yep. where he's heading to a house mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of 
in kind of a bit it's more kind of the a deep south. Grandmother's house. And okay. there's a grandmother, and anyone who's read the comics knows yeah, yeah, yeah. that the grandmother is uh, one of the best characters in the Preacher comic and one of the craziest ones. Yeah, well, I, I, I did, like, I did read, crazy. I did read that section online because okay, yeah. I wanted to know what was going on. Because yeah. he's a kid there, and then yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, okay. right. I mean, he's got a. I think Angelville, right? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, there's a lot to be said about Jesse's backstory and where he comes from, and we've heard a bit about his father, like in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's a lot more to his family than that, and, and we'll so, hear more about do, that. Should we at least feel like it's going to go along the lines of the comic book mostly? Um, I think that's always the goal. Th- that's the, the goal. Perspective right. is to keep the tone the same and have the great characters in it, okay. and, and hit and hit a lot of the main. You know, main story. Just to make a comparison, The Walking Dead was fairly close to the comics, right? And then they sort of been like okay, derailed, de- and they just derailed really big yeah. recently. Right. And so you don't always know. I don't know if season three is the time you want to derail like crazy, but there might be an extra character here or there. There might be a you know a little something different. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, they they want to do justice to the comic. Right. They want they want new people to enjoy the show, but they also you know. This means a lot to a lot of fans, and I think that's always in everybody's head is is we want to make sure, like as an actor, do justice right. to the character, and I think as the writers, do justice just to the story. I think the vibe that's different with Preacher, from the sense I get, is when you watch The Walking Dead, the showrunners are looking to tell a story. Right. They have the 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 uh, source material, but they didn't. They weren't involved with it. They they know that Kirkman wrote it, but they're sort of like, what can we do? We have a TV show to do. I get the sense because Rogan brought it to television. Yep. That he loves the comics so much. That he wants that. Like he said, I want that on the screen. Yeah. As mm. opposed to, oh, I have clay in my hands on The Walking Dead, and I'm going to change it, make something and shock yeah, people. Yeah, characters. And I'm going to change and... things up. Where I feel like they, it was a dream to bring this to the screen, that they want to bring it and see yep. those things happen. Yeah, that's totally the case, man. They're, they're huge fans of the comic book, and, and I think, you know, their biggest goal, I think, is is kind of to make an awesome show and to please the fans. And if you can do both of those things right. at the same time, that's really awesome. And I think that's been the goal. And and honestly, as someone who's read the comics, like I, I you know, I, I think it's really doing that. Good. And I think especially with the characters, I think like when you have people like Joe and Pip and Ruth and Dominic, yeah. I think these guys are really doing justice to the character. And I try my hardest to do the same thing. And and I think um, I think that shows. And I think that's why people really like it. Well, I think that's why we had you on today. <laughs> we wanted to have a good show and, and give entertainment to the yeah. people who listen to our show. Awesome. And selfishly, we're fans. Well, um, but people are fans of what we're fans of, which is great. And so thank you for being friendly at Madison Square Garden. Oh, of course, But man. then when I just told you about the podcast, you're like, oh, I'll go on. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, totally, dude. Yeah, uh, I love to do it, man. And I love that you're a musician, which gave us more to talk about, which is great. There you go. So uh, a successful season three. Thank you. Thank we you. will see you after season three to talk about it. You're welcome back anytime. And make sure you let us know when your uh, music shows are. Awesome. So you played in Asbury and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So totally, let totally. Us know. And, awesome. we're, we're, and when, as soon as this is done, we're going to record IDs with you, which our audience is going to hear eventually <laughs> uh, as, uh, as Eugene Root, of course, uh, in your regular voice, as Ian Coletti. And then, of course, we're going to ask you to do something as Arsface, if yeah. that's okay. Sounds perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining awesome, us. Awesome, man. Thank, thank you, you for having me. There you go. It was great. You know what time it is. What time is it? Should we do it? Uh, yeah, why not? Let's do it quietly. Okay. It's not really it's well, preacher. No, I can't do it quietly. I'm like, All right. It's time. <laughs> what time is it? It's time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. Hey, guys. This is Arch Space from AMC's Preacher, and you're listening to Walkers and Chakras with Xavier Brody and Jamie.